verses 3 through 6. I'm coming from the King James Version. And said unto me, Thou art my servant, O Israel, and whom I will be glorified. Then I said, I have labored in vain, I have spent my strength for naught, and in vain. Yet surely my judgment is with the Lord, and my work with my God. And now saith the Lord that bore me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob again to him through Israel. Though Israel be not gathered, yet shall I be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. And he said, It's a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee a light to the Gentiles, that thou mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth. Amen. Amen. The reason I read that scripture is we had a loss this week, very personal loss to me. And I know it was a personal loss to everyone here that knew Mr. John. Amen. He passed away that Sunday. And uh, man, he was he was awesome. You know, we, we got him in the church three times, Pastor Rob. Three times. And he was here helping us out a lot with our food ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. He was always kissing babies, and the women were kissing him. <laughs> but he always was, you could see the light of God shining on him before God took him home. So I just want to keep everybody, to keep him and his family up in your prayers. Uh, tomorrow I will be doing a memorial at the Pearl Center where we, we lived at at 1 p.m. Um, everybody from here is welcome if they'd like to come. Um, it's just, a, it's just a, a personal loss, but I know, I know that he is up there with God because God's son, Jesus, is the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world and died on the cross and came back from the dead to be resurrected. And that's where I know we're going to meet John someday as a resurrected new body in Christ. So let's give all God a big hand praise for that. Amen. Amen. Well, I don't want to keep him waiting because I know that the Lord's got a lot in his belly that he needs to unload today. And I consider him a great pastor, a great friend, and a brother in Christ. Pastor Robert Ingram.
Uh-huh. And this is not my first vow. It's not my second vow. There it is. Say it again. It's the third time. You know, and I thank God because my wife worked in a hospital. And there's many who go in there with COVID and don't come out. I say that again. There's many who go in and don't come out. I had three bouts, and God has sent me through it. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you've been through, but I just want to say to you, you trust God, and he will see you through. Yes. You trust God, and he will see you through. You know, sometimes we look at sickness, we look at things that come up against us, and like Minister Doreen said, why me? You know, but sometimes God allows some things to happen because sometimes he might need you to be sick. You know, I, I look at that situation, and me and my wife both had COVID. And the, and the crazy thing about it is, prior to that, the last time we was in the house together, really for a few days, was when we was on vacation in November. So sometimes God needs you to be still to rectify some things, to spend some time with Him. See, a lot some sickness ain't until death. It's for some healing, some spiritual healing, as well as physical healing. Because see, we live in a world where we get so caught up where it has us chasing that. Well, not chasing because it makes it a part of what we have to do as far as working, all these other things. And you think about you spend time working, you spend time sleeping, you gotta cook, clean. So the time that you really have to share with the ones you love, maybe boil down to three or four hours. You better say that. So that's with your family. So imagine your time with God. You better say How that. How much time are we really spending with God? Wow. You know, I was here for the service that Brother Brandon preached last week, but I was all up. Yeah. And I tell you, that, that, that service resonated through the airwaves. Yeah. Amen. He spoke from the heart. Yeah. And, and the Spirit just transmitted all over. Anybody who was connected, those who were here, I know he felt it. But because I felt it through the airwaves. But one thing he spoke about is our time with God. Spending that time in prayer, seeking his face. And looking for him for that direction. Because everyone here, he has chosen you for a purpose and a reason. You are here today for a purpose and a reason. Let me pray. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for this opportunity to speak before your people, Father God. Let my mouth be a place, Father God. Let nothing be of me, but everything be of you, Father God. These words that you have given me to share to your people, Father God. Let them nothing, nothing fall to the ground, Father God. Let it be nourished into their heart, mind, and spirit, Father God. Let it lead and guide them as you have called them to be. 
No one knows the time. So we have to be purposeful with the time we have. We can't, we can't afford to waste it trying to figure it out. Jumping from one thing to the next thing. We got to be purposeful in everything we do. So here, where do we go from here? That place where God called you to. However, sometimes it looks like God ain't there. Sometimes we begin to question it. Is this what I'm supposed to be, Lord? Did I make the right decision? And then we start swaying. Having uncertainty. Doubt start creeping in. That's the enemy. Because if God told you to go that way, that's where you're supposed to be. Even if it don't look like he's there, he's there. He's there. Oh. That place where God calls you to, however, it doesn't look like he's there. He also talked about faithfully following God. The importance of unity and being fat. Fat. Faithful, accountable, and teachable. Yeah, yeah. Faithful, yeah. accountable, and teachable. Yeah, yeah. That's what he needs us to be. Abraham was that. He didn't question God. See, that's what God needs from you. He didn't even know he can trust you. See, we, we need to have some fat people around us. That's why I thank y'all for my faith harvest family. Because they keep me pumped up. They keep me accountable. Amen. And I'm always open to hear the teaching. See, we never too old or never too titled to think we got it all figured out. Because we serve an all-knowing God. Oh. And we surely him not all-knowing. So we always got to remain open to receive what God has. And he used people. See, like I said, sometimes we don't, we don't spend enough time with God. So sometimes we got to send some people in our lives. To speak his word, to speak his truth to us. And that's when we got to be receptive. Even when it's critical. That's the most important time. And that's the thing, that's the part that we got to do that self evaluation. And we got to be able to recognize that. That is true. There's some things I do need to work. That's why I love my wife. My wife is she don't hold no punches. She don't ah. give it to you and she don't give it to you with that. But I know it's in love. Sometimes, sometimes when someone is critical of you, it's hard to take because you don't see it yourself. But when it's done in love. In love. That's it. In love. That's it. That's God. In love. 
That's why I'm going forth about to have fat people around us. That's going to give it to us in love. That wants to see us grow and prosper and be all that God has called us to be. And that's what God was doing with Abraham. That's what Pastor Ray is working on with harvest, the school, the community, everything. The leadership here in every aspect of the ministry is all in love. Being fat for the children of God, for the people of God's kingdom. You see, those words ministered to me. We don't know how much you want. You know, I thought there was a time that God could never do um, so I guess I can only be typing or holding it at once. I thought my sins were the sins that could be no comeback from. But because I didn't know the work, I didn't know all the trials and tribulations, some of these other apostles and ministers and, and leaders of the gospel had to go through. However, once they gave themselves over to God, it's another God was able to use them as he originally purposed them for. It wasn't a new thing. It was always the original purpose. But what happened is sometimes we get off the path. And this is why I try, try to remind some of you. I made a promise to God. I said, if you give me another chance, I'll do everything I can to help other young men and women not to go through what I went through to know who you are and know who they are in heaven. Because there's always another chance for us to get back on the right path. Amen. And that's why we need those best people around us. Those people that will hold us accountable. That's going to teach us and help guide us. The key is we have to be allow the word to sow into our spirit. It has to sow deep into our spirit. When we get those words, we got we got to allow it to germinate in us. We gotta we gotta let it get down to the core of who we are. I look at my life. I'm far from who I was 20, 30 years ago. I was a young knucklehead running the streets. Well, with no idea of where I was going. I was just existing. Well, and so many of us are just existing. We live in a world right now with more just existing on, than living. Come on, brother. Right. Come on. None of them are thinking about where they see themselves 10, 20 years down the line. I know I wasn't. Not then. I didn't realize how much my life could affect so many others. And during that time, I had five brothers and sisters who I had to be accountable for. And I made excuses on why I was doing what I was doing. And then I was taken away. And those who I was accountable for, I couldn't do nothing for them. And this is what happens when we take ourselves out of position. The ones who depend on us, the ones who God has placed in our lives, 
We're not in a position to do what we're supposed to do. And we got to watch from a distance and see nothing you can do because you're not in a position. And sometimes we don't even know. We don't even know the effects of us not being in a certain position, how it's having an effect on someone else's life. Every single one of you have a life that's connected to you that I can't touch, pass away, can't touch nothing. Only you can touch them. That's what Jesus said. Greater works will you do through the words of your testimony. Not my testimony, not Pastor Ray, not Elvis, not Pastor, your testimony. And the only way you can do that is being in position. You gotta be in position. I was talking to my mom, she's 78 years old. Amen. Talking to her yesterday, she don't look like it. She reminded me of Lady X. And I'm talking to her and I'm just remembering all the things that she used to do with teachers and how she groomed us Saturday mornings. We had to get up and clean. You couldn't even have breakfast if you were in the house. <laughs> <laughs> they were sitting old school. These kids don't have that no more. And the funny thing is, I was up cleaning my house yesterday doing the same thing before we thought I didn't even have breakfast. But see, those traditions, those things that, that she put in place are things that set standards for us. And, and, and when I was away, I used to call and, and, and she used to tell me, my net, my cousins and stuff, they, they're younger than me and they were doing other things. I'm like, Auntie, you know that song. You know what she said? You know, and, and, and we can get weary. We can get weary in the well doing. But see, he said, I will make your burdens light. So, so those times we, we can't fight, no, we got to give it to him in prayer. We got to seek his face and allow him to move. You know, because I thank God for those directions that she gave me because they become a part of who I am. And that's the same thing for each and every one of you. There's some people in your life who you're connected to that need what you have to offer to them. And that's why it's so important for us to be in position. You gotta be in position. You see, I felt like Abraham at times. Because some things didn't look like God was there. You know, I, I can remember being in that cell, wondering, where the future happened? I had no idea. And even when I got the opportunity to die, there was still some uncertainty because I was doing things that I never done before. Sounds familiar? You know, and, 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 and during those times, sometimes they feel like, where's my help going to come from? You know, and then, then we start relying on ourselves. 
and what we know. And, and what happens is this. See, when you don't have fat people around you, that's going to help keep you grounded and directed and, and just be honest and truthful with you. That's why God's word is there. His word is there to help keep you grounded. There's nothing that we don't know or going to go through that is not in this world. That can help give us direction. That's why it's so important for us to spend time with Him, to seek His faith and allow the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm sending you another comforter. Another comforter, the Holy Spirit. But too often, we ignore it. We ignore it. You know, I, I was talking to my brother the other day. And we were talking, and we were talking about man and woman, and how how God took the rib out of man. And I was like, He took the spirit man out of He took He took that holy, He took that He took that intuition from us, and and gave most of it to the women. Because the women got real strong intuition. Praise you know, the Lord. Brother, let's be honest. You know you're doing something wrong. Yeah. You know, they know. They know. See, but men, we gotta tap into that. We have to really trust that spirit. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember some times when I was thinking about going down that dark path, and some told me, "Don't do it." And I had to trust that. Sometimes you ignore it, and you pay the consequences. You truly pay the consequences. You know, and, and and this is a part where Abraham had to trust God because God told him to sacrifice the very thing that he promised him. See, sometimes God may challenge you to sacrifice the very thing that, that he promised you. And you got to trust him. You gotta trust them. I can remember leaving McDonald's Corporation and just purchased a house, got my niece and nephew living with us, and just trying to figure out things were going good. So I think. And God said, sacrifice that job and follow me. See, there's some things God wants you to lay on the altar. There's some things that God wants you to lay on the altar. But we put too much value in the thing than God. Wow. See, because God provided the provision for you in the beginning. You know, the kids used to ask me all the time when I worked with Donald Corporation, that's the problem. Why do you work so hard? Why you do everything the other managers don't do? I was like, because I work for them. I work for God. God gave me this position, and I'm going to do it to my best ability. See, when we get down on the inside, everything we do, no matter what man does, will be worth it. Because you're doing it for the right reason. And even if you don't get recognition from man, 
God already recognizes. And that's why I so I ask, what are you doing for? What do you do what you do for? Is it for the paycheck? Is it for the title? You know, that's why we got to be purposeful in everything we do. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians, chapter 4, verse 1. Here it says, therefore, since we have this ministry, just as we receive mercy from God granting us salvation, opportunity, and blessings, you hear that? Opportunity and blessings, we do not get discouraged nor lose our motivation. See, too often when things don't go right, your boss don't recognize you. You got to do a little extra. We lose the motivation. We, we lose that enthusiasm that we had in the beginning. Because we forget why we do what we do. And we base it off the job, we base it off the man, we base it off the finances. And, and, and we begin to question and start wavering. And that's what God he said, don't lose that motivation. Remember, I, I created this opportunity. I created the heavens and the earth. I created for you to have dominion over it. Not for it to have dominion over you. Jesus told Peter, give Caesar what belongs to Caesar. See, money is just a byproduct. All these things are just a byproduct while we're here on the earth. It's not the main thing. The main thing is what God purposes for. Jesus walked in his purpose. He was purposeful in everything he did. He was about his father's business. And that's what God wants us to be. That's what choose this day who you will serve. Jesus, he made a decision. I'm going to follow God. And he was married just like us. He faced every temptation, every situation. Yeah, they gave us a few in the scriptures. And they gave us a few. But he faced them all. It says it in the word. He faced every temptation that man has faced. And you know what he did? He put the word on. He put the word on every situation. And that's what God wants us to do. And that's why the closer we get to him, the easier it will be for us to put the word on. And allow us to keep moving forward in spite of. As you see in these scriptures, God warns us as his servants not to look with the natural eyes. These past few weeks, we have been so full. So full. Brother Brandon, the new year, Brother Brandon came in here and shared the word. 
This is a great opportunity for the children of God. Yeah. Amen. This 2023, for the children of God, if you focus in on him and you trust him, despite whatever's going on in this world, whatever's going on in this world, you will continue to move forward and prosper. But not for yourself. It's for the kingdom. It's for the kingdom. I'm telling you, he wants us to create an acts community, but we're not dependent on the world. We got to be in a position of authority in ourselves, not dependent on what the government do or don't do. Our dependency needs to be on him, not on the world. We got to be in a new wineskin. A new wineskin 2023. Because he's trying to pour something new in us. Brother Brandon said, it's not church as usual. Like he said, we're in the school. We're going to be on the street. We're going to be in our own businesses, ministering the gospel, doing the gospel. Adding to the storehouse. Being in position if someone needs me to position it. Not needing to worry about it returning back to us. Because God is going to provide. But we got to be in that position first. And that's the part that we got to trust him. He placed some businesses on your heart. He placed some big ministries on your heart. You got to move. Stop worrying about, oh, I got to have this in place. I got to have that in place. No. It's already in place. You just got to move. He waiting for you. He waiting for you. He said, write it down and make it plain. The end was written before the beginning. It ain't nothing new to him. It's only new to us because we got to go through it. Come on, family. We got we to move. We got to move. Remember me the Hebrews. I told you, write these scriptures down. Most of them coming out of here. Chapter 3, verse 12. He says here, Take care, brothers and sisters, that there not be any one of you a wicked, unbelieving heart which refuses to trust and rely on the Lord, a heart that turns away from the living God. See what I say? When you feel like God is not there, and the enemy, when all that stuff started coming down on you, and the enemy said, we give God all that matter. Yep. You can have all these here things if you do this. Let's turn away. Don't, look, it ain't working out. Go this way. You know, see, we're living in a society that Money is making this world go around. See, but yet God makes this world go around. He has dominion. And he's giving it to you. He's the author and the finisher of your thing. That's why it says, look, take care of 
The devil, he was one of God's greatest worshippers. He was the one that that ushered in. He ushered in the Holy Spirit. However, his heart became weaky. Because that adoration that he got with his worship, he wanted more. And sometimes we want more than what we really need. Well, you know, and, and that's the part that we gotta be careful of. Chasing after our needs, our wants, and not our needs. Because in reality, our needs are being met. It might not be met the way we want it to be, the way the world makes it seem like, oh, you gotta have this and you gotta have that. Think about it. Every year they come out with a new car. 2023, 20, 25, 26. And you got a 17, but that 17 gets you from here to there. Does everything it needs to do. You ain't got a payment, you ain't got nothing, you ain't got, but you want what everybody else got. Well, because you want to look like everybody else. Well, you want you feel you left behind, you left out. Because that's the way the world, the world presents that to you. It got to look like this. So here you chasing after something, you ain't even got the means to take care of it. Wow. So instead of having a payment, now you got a four hundred dollar payment, and you got a four hundred dollar budget. And everything else is now. Now things start falling at the wayside. Then you want to blame God. You ain't providing for me. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. But you went out and did something I ain't tell you to do. Sometimes we tend to to, to gravitate to things. That's what, that's what we got to be careful when we allow. You know, Minister Dory said something to me yesterday. She said, "We got two hours, two years, one month." Sometimes we just gotta take our mouth off and just pay attention and listen. Pay attention and listen. Stop. Don't speak nothing. We be putting our mouth on some things we shouldn't put our mouth on. Sometimes we just gotta be quiet. We just gotta just be quiet. Here we are reminded of what happens when unbelief and doubt creeps in. Fear kicks in. And it freezes every available resource. Freezes every available resource. See, when you're on this path, this narrow path that God is calling us to, there's not a lot of people walking. And sometimes they look lonely because you're by yourself and nobody understands. And we tend to get stuck in the storm and don't move because we don't see nothing else. But instead of keeping our eyes on God like Peter, we take our eyes and start looking around at the things that's going on around us and we begin to fall. And we begin to, we miss the mark. We gotta, we gotta stay focused and keep our eyes on him. I'll be 52 years old. God told me to right now at 23, where I see myself at 65. 
And at the time, I was in prison and had no idea when that day was going to come. But he told me, right now, where I take myself. And I did that. And I still got that paper to this day. And I tell you, God knows that everything I wrote down on that paper, I'm ahead of that. Amen. Not because of me, but because of him. I went away when I was 19 years old. I ain't have no experience. I ain't know nothing. And I came home at 32. Jesus. I ain't have no experience in life, not really living, I was existing. But God, God took me along that path that he had, he ordained for me from the beginning. Amen. Just like Amen. he ordained each and every one of you with a plan and a purpose. I never thought I'd be standing here, this was something I didn't write down. <laughs> I said, I said I'll be speaking to young adults and stuff like that. I thought I'd be doing this community center and stuff like that. But guess what? I'm here. I'm here in school. <laughs> Sharing God's word. But I never thought this would be my life. This would be my means to the end. See, my life don't look like what I thought it would look like. I tell people all the time, look, I've exceeded my own expectation of my life, so I ain't got nothing to lose. I lay down my life for Christ. Yeah. I lay down my life for Him. Because yeah. it's not mine no more. It's not mine. Because mine was, it was going on a long time ago. I never expected to see this this fall. As I was talking to my auntie yesterday, I'm like, look at our lives. I said, who would have expected this? I said, but the only reason why we're here, and I'm talking about her, her kids, because we, we were close to close that family. And I said, the only reason why we're here is because the foundation that you and mommy laid down for us. Y'all sacrifice yourselves. Y'all gave everything that you knew how to get. And yes, nothing was perfect. There was some, some error. But you can't give what you don't know. And that's why we got to have a heart to forgive our loved ones. Because they can have the best intentions, but just don't know. Right. They only can give what they know. And that's why it's important for us to get into the word because this is, he knows. He gives us direction. You know, that's why I thank God for my mom and my auntie because they gave us some word. But see, when they give us, we have to make it personal because this relationship is a personal relationship. See, what do you have for mommy and auntie? That was for them. What he has for us is something different. And that's why these relationships have to be personal. It's just like any relationship you have with anyone, it has to be a personal relationship where you got to get to know one another. Get to understand each other. And begin to do things that honor one another. You know what I mean? 
that have worked. We don't know how much it costs to see our sins upon this We don't. You know, I tell the kids they get they in trouble sometimes. I'll be like, look, you're here for mom and dad. They put you here. They, they want you to do better. You want to honor them? I said, you honor them by doing better. Is what you're doing right now good? No. So you got to do better. That's how you honor mom and dad. And this is how we honor God, by doing better. He didn't say be perfect, he said be better. And he's given us the ways and means to be better. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1. And we're going to read verse 1 through 3. And it says, Therefore, while the promise of entering the rest still holds, and it's offered today. Let us be afraid to distrust it. Least any of you should think he has come too late and has come short of reaching it. For indeed we have had the glad tidings, the gospel of God, proclaimed to us just as truly as the Israelites of the old days, when the good news of deliverance from bondage came to them. Listen to this. But the message they heard did not benefit them because it was not mixed with faith, with a leaning on the entire personality of God in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness by those who heard it. Neither were they united with faith the ones Joshua and Caleb who heard and did believe. Do you want to be stuck in the wilderness, family? Do you want to be stuck in the wilderness? I know I don't. I want to follow Jacob and Caleb. See, that's why it's so important for us to do our part. He said, greater works will you do through the words of your testimony. Your testimony is going to save some other lives. But you got to be in position to deliver it, and they got to be in position to receive it. We can't, we can't just have itchy ears for what sounds good to us. See, they were the people, the old, they want to be stuck where they were at. They were comfortable and they uncomfortable. They were uncomfortable, but they didn't want change. They didn't want to have to go through the fire. They didn't want to have to go through that, like Pastor um, 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 Brother Brandon said last week. You know, he said, uh, Abednego, they had to be in the fire. They were in the fire. It never went out. The fire kept burning. And that's the part that we got to be able to trust God in the fire. How many of you been in fires already? How many of you been through the fire? Did you get burned up? No. We ain't like it, but we here. We here. That's your way to testify God's truth. 
share my story, it ain't to glorify the things I did. It's to glorify God and what he did. Because in spite of what I did, he did what he did. But we who have believed are here and trusted in and relied on God do not enter do enter that rest in accordance with his declaration that those who did not believe should not enter. When he said, as I sworn in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. And this he said, although his works had been completed and prepared and waiting for all who believe for the foundation of the world. See, this is the part. He wrote the end before the beginning. So we all already have an end. Well, what, what happens is we get caught up in what we didn't do right. And the enemy bombards us with so much of the negativity of how God can't use you. And this is why you're going through this. And this is why you're going through that. So instead of straightening ourselves out, we continue to walk down that that negative path. When God is already saying it's already done. Jesus already died on the cross for you. So you already got victory in spite of your sin. So don't allow the enemy to beat you down and tell you you can't make it. Because the truth is you already made it. You just got to go through it. Right. You just got to go through it. Turn with me to Hebrews 4.10. I'm not going to read before you much longer. 4.10-12. It says, Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest of God. To know and experience it for ourselves, so that no one will fall by following the same example of disobedience as those who died in the wilderness. For the word of God is living and active and full, and full what? Power. In full power. Making it operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than a two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of the soul and the spirit, the completeness of the person, and of both the joint and the marrow, the deepest part of our nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. And he's telling you, and all we got to do is just make a choice. Yeah. Choose this day who you're going to serve. Make that choice. And watch God open doors for you. God is looking for us to be teachers, living apostles of the word, mature in our words and deeds. Turn with me to John 14, 12. Hallelujah, Tell you, write it down, write it down, because you might not be able to turn to it fast. You want to do this here. 14, 12 through 13, it says, I assure you and most solemnly say to you 
Anyone who believes in me as Savior will also be doing the things that I do, and he will do even greater things than these. And in faith and outreach, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name as my representative. This I will do so that the Father may be glorified and celebrated in the Son. That's why it's so important for us to speak God's faith. Pray, get down and pray. Brother Brandon was telling you how much things God is doing. And he, and he ain't got the money. He just provided the provision. He said, I am. Who do you say I am? That's what he asked. I'm your wife, I'm your husband, I'm your boyfriend, I'm your wife. There I'm it is. I am whoever you need. That's what he wants. He wants to know who you say I am. Not what the world says, not what your friends, who do you say? Yes, it is good to come here and get fed the word. However, what are you doing with it? As we as Kenyan citizens, we need to be making a difference. However, our impact has become less and less in the world because the body of Christ is acting like the world. There was a time that these politicians couldn't do nothing without seeking the church. Without seeking the body of Christ and making sure they lined up with what the will of the people was. And the will of the people was lined up with God. I'm driving in here today, they tell me they allowing the house to have smoking in it. They allowed the smoke in the house chambers. They said they took all the, the, um, the detecting machines out, the metal detecting machines out. They're changing things. They're moving away from the word of God. They appeasing man's will. So whatever I feel, and I got a group that feels that they held up the house. Because of 20 people. 20 people. The majority of them rule God rule. Because if I can get 20 people who feel the way I feel, we can, we can make a difference. Based off of what I feel. And don't mean what I feel is right. And that's the part that we got to be careful of. And that's what this is. All this, this internet and all this here stuff is having us chase after likes and all that other stuff. People killing themselves because they ain't getting no likes. They fight each other because somebody said something about them on the internet. You right. Killing each other. <laughs> Come on. We getting further and further away from God. And that's why I say, as kingdom citizens, we got to set the path that God is. And it's a narrow path. There ain't going to be many on it. There's not many people here right now, but it don't matter. God is here. That's what's important. And so long as we stand on his word and his truth, regardless of 
out of court against me going to win. That's right. We already won. It's already a done deal. We just got to go through it. We just got to go through it. Turn with me to Hebrews 5 12. Hebrews 5 12 through 14. It says, Although by this time you ought to be teaching, because of the time you have had to learn these truths, you actually need someone to teach you again the elementary principles of God's word from the beginning. And you have come to be continually in need of milk. Jesus. Not solid food. Jesus. For everyone who lives on milk is doctrinally inexperienced and unskilled in the word of righteousness. Since he is spiritually, a spiritually infant, but solid food is for the spiritually mature. Who since are trained by practice to distinguish between what is morally good and what is evil. Lord, we live in a world of people who are living on milk. They don't want no meat. This world has been around for 5,000 years. Come on. Yeah. And we still sucking on milk. He's calling us to be spiritually mature. I tell you, I'm not the same person I was at 32, at 20. I'm not the same person I was from last year. My mind going is to grow each and every time. I want to be fat. I need fat people around me. That's how we're going to grow. That's how we're going to grow in his word and be all that he called us to be. Come on, family. We got, we got to do this. We can't allow the world to beat us down. Because you don't experience some stuff already. You already know what God has seen you through. And just because you're going through something right now, and you will continue to go through it and continue to go through it, but I'm just as sure it's that given lesson. Because every time you beat that obstacle, you're going up. That's why we got to be spiritually mature. Because those things that used to bother us shouldn't be bothering us no more. We're supposed to know this too chill pass. I'm doing the right thing for the right reason. And I know God is with me. So for long as he's with me, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That's how we got to stand and we got to know it. We got to walk in that authority, that kingdom authority. Some of me to lose. Luke 19, 40. It says, If they be quiet, the stones will cry out. Don't be quiet, family. Don't be quiet. He is not dependent on us. 
we are dependent on him. If we don't do what he has called us to do, he'll find someone else. Because his will will be done. His will will be done. And in closing, come with me to Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. And I'm going to read, I have something different here, uh, so forgive me. But I, I want to read out of the kid leadership Bible. And here it says, The perils of not progressing. The perils of not progressing. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from the dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptism, of laying the hands of the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this, and this we will do it if God permits. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gifts and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and have the power of the age to come if they fall away to renew them again to repentance since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God. I don't know how much it costs to see my sins upon that and put him to an open shame. So anytime we continue to go back and back and, and go, we continue to put a light back on that For the earth which drinks in the rain that often comes upon it and bears herbs useful for those by whom it is cultivated receives blessings from God, but if it bears thorns and barriers, it is rejected and near to being cursed, whose end is to be burned. But let's go here. Verse 9. And it says here, a better estimate. But beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you. Hear this, family. Yes, things that accompany salvation. Though we speak in this manner, for God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown towards his name. In that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence for the, to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but intimate, imitate those through faith and patience inherit the promise. Family, there's a way out. 
tell you, I'm not here because of me. I'm here because of him. You're here because of him. You know what your sins did. You know what you've done in the past. You know what you've been through. And you know what he's seen you through. So we can't become sluggish. We got to continue to power forward. Last verse. God infallible promise in Christ. Verse 13. For when God made a promise to Abraham, because he can swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessings I will bless you and multiply, I will multiply you. And so after he had patiently endured and obtained the promise, for men indeed swear by the greater and an oath, for confirmation is from and for them, and in all disputes, all disputes, thus God determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutable, immutably of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, if it's possible for him to lie, God, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil, which where the forerunner has entered for us even Jesus, having become the high priest forever according to the order of our cabinet. Family, you need to be excited, you need to be shouting, you need to be praising and getting ready for what God is about to do in your life for 2023. It's a narrow path, but I tell you, God is on it, and if you're on it, you're going to win. You're going to win. Amen. You are in the winning seat. Family, I ask you today, choose this day who you will serve. As for me and my family, we are going to follow the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Yes, God. Amen? Amen. 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 Family, I pray this word has blessed you. I pray I did everything that God has called me to do. And as we get ready to, to depart, and, and before we do that, we're going to set aside, set aside for our tithes and offerings. As I said, look, he wants meat in your store. He wants you to have meat in your store. But what we have to do, we, we got to be prepared. We got to do our part. I tell he has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. And he's calling us to a new place, a new beginning. You on the camera. He's calling us to a new place and a new beginning. But it's up to us. It's up to us to do our part. I tell we have to become apart from the world. We have to be independent of the world. God is keeping every one of us.
used for the kingdom. And I'm telling you, we use them for the kingdom. They're going to bring about the things that we need in this world. But we don't have to worry. But we're not dependent on the government or the state or anybody. Our dependence is becoming from him and the gift that he's already given us. We just got to work it out. I'm telling you, we're about to do some things here. We're working on the credit, uh, credit program to get your credit right. We want to work on, on uh, working on how to do savings accounts. Some people don't know about savings. We want to learn about 401k, insurance. Some of us don't have insurance. God forbid we pass. What's left for our children? Amen. See, the true inheritance is God. But we are in the world, so we gotta prepare for why we are in the world. So insurance programs, so many different things that we're working on right now that in 2023 is gonna come to pass. And we're looking for people who got that in their heart to do, who that's a part of their ministry, that's a part of their gifting, that they're doing on the job. That we want you to be a part of it to help teach these people who don't know these things they need to know in order to be prosperous in this world. Yeah. I told you, I want to make another section. I ain't know none of this stuff. I ain't know none of the insurance for one day. I ain't even have a credit card. I ain't have a bank account. I ain't know none of this stuff. I had to learn these things, and I had that people around me to help me. And don't get offended because I'm not talking about that, that. All right? I'm talking about faithful ah. and um. And people. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what we need around each other. We got to be that for each other, for one another, for the kingdom. That's how we're going to grow. That's how we're going to grow, family. So Amen. If anybody has an opportunity for um, their tithes and offering, if they can need an envelope, hold up your hand and you know, we need to stand to, to, um, to give an uh, envelope. All right, let's stand. Please, let's say. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the world that has come forth, Father God. We thank you for all you've done, all you do, all you will do, Father. We thank you most of all for the sacrifice of your son Jesus Christ on our behalf.